welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stink and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. And we say good morning to Mark Schlereth. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Good morning, buddy. Y'all warmed up after doing a few hours of uh, television there on FS1? Yes, crushed it. You did crush it? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he says yes. humbly. Uh, I don't know. I Mark guess. is wont to do. Very humble yeah. man. Very humble man. Well, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you know, they ask you to do stuff, you do it. That's right. You just spit excellence. Uh, the yes. uh, Nuggets were not excellent last night. Shorthanded, Nikola Jokic uh, not playing because of uh, assorted bumps and bruises. They still play hard, uh, play tough. Hang in Uh there, but lose 105-100 in a game in which afterwards Aaron Gordon said he really, really, really wanted to pick up the slack for Nikola Jokic. And Gordon went out, had 16 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 block shots, and Michael Malone said he really wanted this win for AG. I wanted that game for a lot of our guys, but really for Aaron, I, I thought he was just phenomenal in terms of the effort and the aggression, the playmaking, the shot blocking, the defense. Um, you know, we, we, we asked a lot of him tonight. You know, we, we, we played guys heavy minutes, uh, but I, I thought Aaron was just uh, phenomenal across the board tonight. Story of this game was poor shooting. Michael Porter Jr., 6 of 17. Jamal Murray, 6 of 14. Peyton Watson, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, both 3 of 10. But yet, despite all that, they were there right until the end. Do you take this as a moral victory, knowing that going to Oklahoma City, the Thunder were really trying to make a point against the world champs? Yeah, I think, I mean, anytime you play without Jokic, I mean, that's going to be, you know, he creates so many wide-open shots and so many opportunities for others, obviously with the assists and everything else and the attention that he draws. So, yeah, I think you walk away from that going, we feel pretty good about, you know, about our team and and what we're doing and the effort that we give. And i tell you one thing, though. Michael Porter Jr., man, it, like that dude, that guy is known for shooting, right? You you got to find a way to knock down your shots. So, I mean, it's going to be – I mean, I know they, they were saying he's a Hall of Famer, right? So, uh, I mean, you got you to gotta pick it up, right? You're going to be the Hall of Famer? You're going to be a Hall of Famer. You can't be going 6-17 when Nikola Jokic no. is out and the other team is uh, making Jamal Murray the focus of their defensive game plan. Second down. Cecil Lammy and Andrew Mason out at the uh, Senior Bowl. Cecil, what are you seeing in Bo Nix? What I wanted to see from Nix, though, was more aggression down the field. You know, we talked at the Shrine game about watching checkdowns from Tagovailoa. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to see that. And there was a wheel route mm-hmm. where he was under duress and Nix didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, dude, throw it up there. It's an all-star practice. Hey, you threw an incompletion. Who cares? Nix didn't do that. I need to see him rip it. Well, listening to both Cecil and Mace throughout the course of this week, they have not been impressed with the uh, second tier of quarterbacks. J.J. McCarthy not in that group, but uh, have not been impressed in fact, really, the, the quarterback that's probably impressed him the most is the kid out of Tulane, Michael Pratt. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, all-star games are always interesting. It, it, the, the mindset's also interesting, right? Like, are you trying to go out there and dominate? you trying to go out there and prove your wares? Or are you trying to go out there and not screw things up? Like, I, I'm more on the... I. What would you be looking for? From a quarterback, yeah. would you be looking for someone who's trying to, I don't know, play within the the, the system of the of the week, or you're looking for somebody who's uh, not afraid to let it rip and make mistakes? 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's the latter of the two. If you know, if you had to pick one, I want a dude that's gonna. I, I want him to be smart, but I want him I want him to be aggressive, right? So when there are those one on one opportunities, rip it and put the ball out there. If it's incomplete, it's incomplete. You don't want to throw picks, you know, but you want to make smart decisions. But when when you have those opportunities to make a big play, I think in these All Star games, you got to go make a play. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Third down. Seahawks hired Mike McDonald. Is it okay if I call him Michael McDonald? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he keeps forgetting. <laughs> McDonald. Skaggs. Um, so, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, has been hired as the Seahawks' new coach. What message is the NFL sending us when... At least yet, Dan Quinn, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, who we know still wants to coach. Mm -hmm. These older guys are not getting the jobs. They're going to the younger guys. I only bring this up only because the Broncos went with one of those older guys in Sean Payton. Well, some of it. And the Chargers with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, some of it is is stupidity. Um, And I'm not saying that, that. Michael McDonald's a bad choice. I mean, he's proven that he can really coach. Um, so I'm not I'm not saying that. I think some of it's stupidity in that you think that the only people who communicate well are young people. That's just dumb. I mean, most young people are horrible communicators because all they do is text one another. They don't actually have conversations. Uh oh. So I think that's that I think that's, you know, misguided, if you will. The other thing is, Mike, you don't have to pay those guys. So it really gives you, from a coaching standpoint, you know, I mean, Sean Payton making 18 million bucks a year. Uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh got, uh, I think, 16 million. 80 million, yeah, 80 million dollar contract. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you get a guy like Mike McDonald who's getting his first opportunity. What do you pay him? Five, six million bucks a year. So you get to save. You get a young guy, and you get to save some money along the way. One, two, three. Fourth down. Uh, I know you guys talked about this on uh, FS1, the big Elias Lindholm trade uh, for Calgary and Vancouver last mm-hmm. night, but certainly a guy that was, um, if not on the Avs radar, was on Avs fans' radar. But this is one of those deals that really doesn't bother me because when you look at how his production has dropped off this year, when you look at what you have to give up to get him, when you look at him being a rental, all of that, I, I wasn't, I wasn't hell bent on getting Lindholm, so it doesn't doesn't crush me. That said, I still think the Avalanche need an upgrade. I still think the Avalanche need to try to find an upgrade at that second line center. Do you anticipate them making a big move, or is this kind of the group that they're going to ride with? Well, I hope they make a move. I don't know how big the move has to be, but they got to make a move. And like, like you and I talked about this, and I, I'm still a believer in this. Liz, you hope for the best for Chewy. Like you hope that Chewy comes back and he's got his stuff squared away and he's he's playing all that stuff. But it's like it's like waiting for uh, the captain to come back last year. You cannot put your hopes on that guy making it back and changing your fortunes. I just, I think you have to have a little bit deeper plan than that. I mean, it just, right? Am I, am I right? No, I, I think, I think right. no, you're right. Because uh, even though I anticipate Val to be back at I some point, 
you know, once the playoffs start, great. But last year showed that he he's not always reliable. And can you right. absolutely count on that? So do you need to guard against that? I think that is a fair point. Avs fans, you can react to that on the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Also reaction to the Nuggets game. Do you believe in moral victories? That'll do it for Four Down Territory, a tour around the Denver sports scene. Up next, ESPN ranked all the winning Super Bowl teams. Did they get the Broncos championships right? That's next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. So ESPN, as we get ready for Super Bowl Hype Week next week. By the way, you going to be there? Yes. Am I going to be there? Did you say? Am I going to be there? <laughs> um, Still working on it? Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's, let I'm me not, just say that it's not going well. Oh, that's all right. That's all I right. Would, that's, I would have let you room with me, too. Listen, listen, I'll tell you what. If you get yourself there uh-huh, to Vegas, uh-huh. I'm leaving Tuesday. If you uh-huh. get yourself there. You can. I will make room in my room for you at the. M, I've got a like a, a big room at the MGM suite or the MGM, and uh, we. I got a, just a big king, but I could I could turn that room in for double beds. <laughs> I'll think want, about it. I'll th- I'll think I'm, about that. I'm, I'm serious. Can we get? Can we can broadcast and everything? Do everything? Yeah, right I got a table. I got a table. Really? All I right. Got a table. We I'll, just need. I'll look into we that. just need credentials. Okay. I mean, I, I've got. I'm getting day passes, but you know, the station should be able to get us both a credential. All right. Well, let's see where you can make that work. Although, boy, that's. I love Super Bowl weeks, and I've I've covered tons of them. Okay, but uh-huh. um, they're fun. But as a as a morning show, whew, <laughs> well, we gotta, some of those some of those nights yeah. and late. And some of those mornings start early. And when you're talking about Vegas, that one might. This isn't. This isn't Indianapolis. We're talking about. No, no, <laughs> no. But you know, I mean, it, yeah, I think it could be. I think it could be good. All right. Well, speaking of Super Bowls, ESPN ranked all 57 Super Bowl champions, and it was based on the idea of the best teams ranking the Super Bowl teams. Who were the best, not necessarily who had the best story or anything like that. It was ranking the best Super Bowl teams. So the Broncos, of course, with three of them. Of the two that you won, the back-to-backs, mm-hmm. which was the better team? Uh, 98. ESPN agrees with you. Uh, that is actually ranked as the 10th best Super Bowl champion of all time. Okay. And they write, uh, the Broncos started 13-0 before finally losing two games and ranked number one in uh, offensive uh, DVOA. Whatever that Whatever is. Whatever that means. Even though Bubby Brister had to start four games for an injured John Elway. So, mm. number 10, that's not bad. That's, that's pretty Mm-mm. good, especially when I tell you the other teams that uh, came in ahead of them. Uh, to be number 10 is actually pretty good. So, 
Where do you think your first Super Bowl team, uh, first Broncos Super Bowl team, the one that uh, certainly was the best story, where do you think that one was ranked? Out of 57. Um, out of 57, probably like 36. No. Oh, no. You're 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 vastly underrating your team. Oh, okay, good. Number 19 on oh, the wow. list. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. Number I'm surprised 19. We were a wild card team. Number 19 on the list. Okay. And then good. the 2015 Broncos, where do you think they came in? Um, 26th. Uh, nope, 47. 47. 47 okay. out of 57. They wrote a veteran Peyton Manning had seen his skills disintegrate through the second half of the previous season. And as a result, the Broncos that year had the worst offensive DVOA. What is Oof. that, Fever? Will you look that up? What the heck is that? DV. Uh, what does that stand for? Dentist. <laughs> it's got to do with your teeth, I think. Dentist. Veneers. <laughs> Dennis Veneers O would be. Uh, oh, please, Fever. Over, please over. Tell us. Yes. Defense adjusted value over average. Calculates a team's success based on the down and distance of each play during the season. Then calculates how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average. Oh, my gosh. That's where you need that stat. That's nerd stuff. That is nerd, nerd stuff. stuff. <laughs> anyway, no. anyway, but they say, oh, that defense was so good. Number one in the league that season. The data freaks. <laughs> that's not how you do football. That's not how you do Good football. Good job. I like those. Those those immediately go into the uh, sound drop vault right they there. They do football via math. <laughs> oh my God! What a loss. Uh, oh, fantastic. Okay, Great so work let me. Back there, can guys. I ask you a question? Oh so, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, okay. I know I know where you're going with this. Go okay. ahead. Ask the question. Where was my Washington team? Uh, I knew team. you were going to ask that. And so, I will tell you, I will tell you, often, oftentimes it's been rated the number one team in Super Bowl history. I don't think ESPN did probably did that, but I bet you, I, I know it's got to be top five. Nope. Number one. Number one. They okay. agree. That says that 1991 team that you played on was the greatest mm-hmm. Super Bowl team ever. Yeah. You know, it's the only team in NFL history that won a world championship with a top five offense, a top five defense, and a top five special teams unit. Yeah, you guys were loaded. So here is the top uh, top uh, ten. Number one was that 1991 Washington team. Uh-huh. Uh, and by the way, for those who say that, um, you know, the, the, the NFL, you know, archaic and, you know, uh, offenses that are out of date, uh, look, look at where they're... The, the years that these teams are coming from. 1985 Bears, number two. Mm. Oh, shoot. Super Bowl that, shuffle. That Bears defense was... It, I played them later. You know, obviously, I, I came in the league in 89, but I played them, like, in the late 80s and a couple times in the early 90s. And let me just tell you, that, that group was filthy. But go ahead. Well, and these are all teams from your era. 1990, uh, 1989-49ers. Oh yeah. Uh, number three, the ni- this one I disagree with. The 1996 Packers uh, winning the championship the year before you guys upset them. They were mm-hmm. voted as the fourth best Super Bowl team of all time. Mm, yeah. Stop the cap. 
And, and, so, and they make uh, the uh, argument, by the way, in week 15, they beat the number two team in the uh, DVOA rankings, the Broncos, by an obscure, absurd score of 41 to 6. Well, that wasn't even, ah, by see, the way. See, I, knew, I knew where this was coming. See, that, see that's, that's garbage. We didn't start half our team. I know. I know. You've, you've said that. I mean, like, Zim didn't start. I, I, I played. I had a knee surgery the week before. I played because you can't bench or you can't sit everybody. Zim didn't play. TD didn't play. Elway didn't play. We, like, we had four guys on defense that didn't play. Come on. Uh, That's number five, the 92 Cowboys. I would have put that team higher. Yeah, I thought the I thought the Cowboys would have some top five teams, but go ahead. Number six, the undefeated uh, Dolphins, uh, not the undefeated Dolphins, the uh, Dolphins of nineteen seventy three. Uh, was number six. Uh, number seven was the Patriots of two thousand four, viewed as the uh, best of their Super Bowl teams. Uh, number eight, the nineteen seventy five Pittsburgh Steelers. Number nine, the Cowboys of nineteen ninety five, and number ten, your Denver Broncos of. Uh, 1998, the second Dude, Super Bowl I was team. on two top ten yes, Super you were. Bowl teams ever. By the Coincidence? way... Coincidence? I think not. No, I think not either. By the way, they listed the uh, the best Super Bowl, like the best, uh, the all-Super Bowl team. Yes, did you see that? No. All right, well, hold that. Hold that thought. I'd okay. like to know who made the all-time Super Bowl team. The yes. all-time Super Bowl team. Of all the Super Bowls. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, we'll yeah. get to that. But up next, what's trending... And, uh, oh, chaos with the Jets. And you know who is right in the middle of it. That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Nuggets go into Oklahoma City, play a tough game, play a hard-fought game without Nikola Jokic, but come up short 105-100. Michael Malone on what went wrong. Yeah, I mean, what we have to learn is that you got to finish off the possession with a rebound. I mean, if we rebound, we win this game. Simple as that. I mean, you can't give up seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter when it's a one or two possession game. You know, so that's the thing that my biggest takeaway without having watched the film is that um, on the road against a quality opponent, all the details matter. Yeah, the uh, Thunder only had 15 offensive rebounds for the entire game. But as Malone mentions, half of them coming in that that decisive fourth quarter and the other part of this game that uh, did the Nuggets in poor shooting as they shot just forty percent, and you had uh, a lot of a lot of chilly performances. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. six of seventeen, Murray six of fourteen, Peyton Watson gained the start. He was three of ten. KCP three of ten. Uh, Add it all up. Uh, even without Jokic, opportunities to win this game that they couldn't close on. Yeah, that's I mean disappointing. And and, and Michael Malone always talks about you know the little things that matter, the things that are hard. You know the the rebounding stuff, the unselfish basketball, moving the basketball, turning down a good shot for a great shot. And those are always great teaching moments. So, like, he holds his guys accountable. I know they played hard, but they're, they're the little things that have to happen. So, uh, one thing, you got the right guy. You know, for all the people who are uh, Malone critics, you know, they've, they've been pretty much shut up um, since the championship. But you got the right guy. Oh boy, it is uh, it is falling apart with the Jets. All kinds of uh, stories of dysfunction coming out. So check this out. Uh, the Athletic wrote an article in which they talked to like thirty sources in and around the organization. So mm-hmm. here are some of the complaints that they uh, found out that 
quote, it's not uncommon for team decision makers to consult star quarterbacks on potential roster additions, but the perception around the league was the Jets went beyond the norm. Rodgers isn't the assistant GM. Mm. It's all about Aaron. It's all about Aaron. Where have we heard that? It's all about Aaron. It's all all about Aaron. (laughs) Then there's this. No, no, it it gets better. I'm not done yet. So according to this uh, story, Robert Sala was so uh, upset about the leaks that got out that Zach Wilson uh, did not want to come back and start again after Uh he had been benched that he, well, let me read the quote from one of the sources here. Quote, the coach held a meeting with his staff where he asked the leaker to reveal himself. If you come forward now, you won't get in trouble. And he also threatened to take all the coach's cell phones away. <laughs> if you come forward now, you... That's like out of the movies. You know? If, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come Bond, forward Bond, now. Bond, if you only come forward now and tell us your sources, who is the spy, we'll, well go easy. We'll make this... Short and painless. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, the <laughs> NFL too, right? The NFL's like, hey, listen, the uh, the cover up is worse than the crime. If you just come forward, you know, we'll deal with you uh, respectfully. Type but of thing. one more, here we go. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett, step right up. Here's a, a quote from the uh, piece. One coach said it was concerning how little urgency Hackett and his staff showed in trying to fix issues, saying he'd never seen a team watch less practice tape in training camp than the Jets did with Hackett. Hackett struggled to adjust the offense to the team's new reality. Multiple coaches and players described Hackett as lacking in attention to detail. For most of the season, Hackett would meet with offensive line coach, running game coordinator Keith Carter, and passing game coordinator Todd Downing during the week, but wouldn't get together with the rest of the offensive staff until the last minute of game prep. I think he's a bum. He's Aaron's guy, That's though. Your guy. That's he's your guy. Your, it's Aaron's guy. That's so much fun. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, you, need? you know what you need? You need a young coach because they communicate well. They can send in text messages emojis. I don't know if you've seen them. They use these GIF things. They're <laughs> hilarious. The kids Russell, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Russell, can you hear me? That's like a Yentl. I, got, I like this one. So much speed. So much speed. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Sean Payton's the problem. Uh, Tom Brady on the Pat McAfee show talking about the uh, challenges that he'll be uh, facing and ready to take on broadcasting next year. You know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, you know, seasons that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen guys come in with great expectations and not meet it. I've seen underdogs like Julian Edelman come along and make it. So, again, I think... I've had 23 years of just observing, and I, I get to go on now and speak to a wider audience, and I used to probably use my body and my brain out there, and people would see me kind of lead the team down the field, and now I get to do that in a different way using my voice. Uh, Tom, you know, you might like to take a page from uh, your, 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 your guy, Mark Schlereth, and be a little bit more prepared. Undrafted rookie? Mm-hmm. He was an undrafted rookie? 
What about six-round pick, number 199, the, yeah. the Brady Nine or whatever all that stuff? Uh, undrafted yeah. rookie. Yeah. Tom, get your facts straight. He's he's It's revisionist history. <laughs> I gotta, he's got to be better than it was. Uh, Come on, Did you see, man. by the way, did you see Greg, uh, the Greg Olson thing on Dan Patrick's show? Just basically go, like, I deserve, or I want to. I've worked hard to be the number one guy, and uh, that's what I want to do. I want to broadcast in front of... 56 million people, and um, like, I don't know where that'll be. Uh, I don't know where that will be either. I uh, Who's he going to supplant? I don't know. He's not going to supplant Aikman. He's not going to supplant um, Romo. Brady is getting paid $375 million over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is that similar to what you're getting paid by Fox? Yeah, yeah. It's almost, <laughs> almost identical. Identical. Just the, a... the, What did you say, 370? Yes. Yeah, I'm getting 370. <laughs> money, 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 money. Dollars. A few less zeros? Yeah, there's less zeros on my deal than uh, uh, on Brady's wow. deal. What a, what a... That is, that ooh. is a lot of... Uh, Really? Like, does it, like, whether he does a game or not, pe- people tuned in. It, like, I could have done, hey, I could have done the game on Sunday between Detroit and San Francisco. And you know what? 56 million people would have still tuned in. Good point. Good point. Uh, I wonder if he'll be flying commercial like you do. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Finally. Uh, much was made of Justin Tucker messing with the Chiefs and mm-hmm. pulling on Superman's cape Yeah, when he was warming up on the Chiefs' side of the field. J- uh, Travis Kelsey with his brother Jason Kelsey on their podcast talking about it. If you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a <laughs> about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up. Basically said if you want to be a freaking Richard Nine, um, uh-huh. there you go. Uh, so that is uh, the take there. We'll hear more from Kelsey uh, hey. during uh, What's Trending coming up at 9.30. Completely, completely agree with that, by the way. Coming up, we will uh, get your reaction, uh, Broncos country out there, to what you've been picking up and hearing about the, the the quarterback talk this week. And it comes down to this. Do you like the idea of the Broncos and Sean Payton being bold and being willing to give up a couple of drafts to move up to get one of these top quarterbacks. Are you in favor? That's next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Got something really special for the Rusties coming up here in just a few. Yeah. Rusties are going to love this. So you uh, quizzed me on the the all-time Super Bowl teams. Yes. And I told you I've got an all-time Super Bowl roster. CBS Sports put out. All right, let me. And can you can you go ahead? Can can you yeah. get a copy of that fever? Can you get a copy of that? So you say it's at CBS Sports? Oh, yeah, I think it's at CBS Sports. But I was just going to ask you how many Broncos you think are on it. How many Broncos are on? And I assume it's what eleven starters on offense, eleven on defense, and the, the specialists, right? It's no, it's it's 
uh, it's starters and backups. Starters and backups. Yeah, starters and backups. Uh, let's see. Broncos. All Okay, this is, a, this is a fun one. Now I'm the one getting quizzed here. Yes, you're getting quizzed. Everyone play along at home as well. So how many Broncos made the all-Super Bowl team? Okay, I'm going to say, uh, oh boy, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Von Miller. Are you going to tell me if I'm right or wrong? Um, <laughs> do you have the, the list yeah. of the players? Mark? Yeah, I do. Of course okay. I have the list. Well, yes. is Von Miller yes. one of them? Von Miller is one, okay. and he is, by the way, the only one that's listed as a starter on the all-time really? Super Bowl list. Yes. So the the rest are backups, huh? The rest are backups. All right. But, you know, you're splitting hairs because, you know, you're talking about, you know, like Mike Singletary being a backup. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like, okay. Right? So. Okay. I'm going to say, all right, so we got Vaughn. I'm going to say John Elway. No, did not no. make the list. Terrell Davis did. Terrell Davis is a backup to Emmett Smith at the running back position. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. That's two. I'm going to say they have linemen on this team, right? Offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to say Gary Zimmerman. Gary did not. Gary did make not. the list. Did you make the list? Yours truly made the list. What? You did? Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I know that is kind of embarrassing. That's kind of awkward that I'm reacting this way. But I guess it's because what? of your performance. Well, yeah, you were part of two Super Bowl. Well, part of three Super Bowl teams, including what made people to be uh, believed to be the greatest of all of them. And you were there. Wow, you made the all-time Super Bowl team? Yeah, the all-time Super Bowl team. Well, congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, I Did mean, you get anything you know, for that? I don't think you get anything for that, do you? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but that's cool. Know, I mean, so, it's some it, it's some Yahoo that that puts this. Are out. there any yeah. other Broncos on this on this team? One other, one, one other, other Bronco. one other Bronco. So there's TD, you, and Vaughn, Vaughn, uh, and one other Bronco. One other Bronco. I'm going to go with uh, keep to lead. Nope. No. I don't know then. Let me just make sure that Akib is not on. <laughs> no, Mel Blunt, Lester Hayes, okay. Herb Adderley, Deion Sanders. Okay. Deion. No. no. They believe. No. He believes. Uh, Tommy Nalen. Tom Nalen. Okay. So two yeah. offensive linemen making it. Good. All right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Oh, Congratulations. Wait a minute. Did, I'm just, now I'm just, no, now okay. I'm just thinking, oh gosh, I there I were more. It. Were there more? No, no, no. I was just looking at the tie, who the tight ends were. Oh, that's Travis right. Travis Kelsey just got on there. Yeah, but probably I, Kelsey and Gronk. Sure. Probably Kelsey and Gronk. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Kelsey and Gronk. Yeah, yeah Gronk's no, the starter. Shannon, Gronk's and Shannon missed. Shannon, you know, got hurt in Super Bowl Thirty Three too, so he uh, he missed a lot of the, a lot of that game. Okay, so four Broncos, and this is just according to CBS Sports, made the mm -hmm. uh, made the uh, all Super Bowl team. Uh, Vaughn, the starter, three other backups, you, Tom Nalen, and uh, Terrell Davis. Oh, all right. All right. Well, look yeah. at our man stake. Look at him. Look at him representing. Very good. Uh, uh, yeah, this... I'm surprised that you were so surprised. That's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a I, little I, bit. My reaction was probably not what you were on. No, it was not really I was, what I was looking for. I was for absolutely that. shocked. <laughs> you were just completely <laughs> shocked. It is so bad. I thought you were like, I, I, you were I, like, I, like, like, did they make a mistake? Uh, <laughs>
moment. I know, I know. I, I, I think about that in hindsight. I'm like, wow, my reaction was probably oh, yeah. a little bit too yeah. surprised. So, uh, yeah, okay, all right. All right. Well, well done, Mark Schlereth. Well done. But no, you're right. Thank Your involvement you. with that 91 team, which is regarded as the greatest Super Bowl team of all time. It has stood the test of time through many different uh, rankings of Super Bowl teams. Every year, a new Super Bowl winner joins a list, and yet that team continues to hold on to their spot as widely viewed. And you were part of the Hogs, part of that offensive line that was so dominant. What did you say you allowed? You guys only allowed nine sacks all season long? Nine sacks. Nine sacks. Nine times. Yeah, That's it. Nine in 19 games. That record will never. That's crazy. That won't, that won't be broken. Wow. Nine sad Boy, you didn't have a quarterback trying to escape out of the back, huh? Nine No. Nights. Uh-uh. He was just, he was just hunkered down because Rip hung- couldn't run. <laughs> Rip well, was not running anywhere. Well, there was a uh, benefit there. Obviously a benefit. Only nine sacks. That's incredible. So this week we've, we've been listening to... Uh, all the talk. And it, a lot of it's been generated, by the way, by our Cecil Lammy at the Shrine Game and the Senior Bowl in the football people that he talks to. The belief that the Broncos are looking to do something big and move up into the quarterback uh, uh, derby and try to move up to one of the top three spots to get one of the top three quarterbacks and that they're prepared to give up basically the next two drafts. Uh, and probably even a high-profile player um, like a Patrick Sertan. Two-part question. One, um, do you want them to do that? And two, how realistic is it them pulling off a deal like that even if they wanted to? Um... Oh, if they want to, it's real. They, they, I'm sure they can make that happen. Who, uh... Like I know Chicago picks one overall. Who? What is the draft? Do you know the draft yeah, order? Yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah, right off the top here. It goes, it goes Chicago uh, number one via the pick from Carolina. Then Washington two, New England three, Arizona four, Chargers five. Yeah, well they all need they all need Chargers are the only ones or Arizona the only ones that don't need quarterbacks. So Arizona doesn't. Uh, well. Theoretically, they don't. They yeah, get Kyler Murray. Right. Right. Okay. So, All right, fine. How, I don't, like, okay, so let's just talk about realistically. Do you think in Washington they believe in Sam Howell? They don't even have a coach yet. Right. There, so my, my my point would be this. Well, you did. Well, maybe the better question is, do you believe in Sam Howell? You you did some Washington games this year. You talked to the guy. You talked to the, yeah. the people around the, the, the facility. Did, do you see something potentially special in Sam Howell? I think Sam Howell um, got ruined to a degree this year. And I thought you put him in, you know, you... You you put him in an offense that you thought Patrick Mahomes was operating, and um, I just thought you did him no favor. So no, I like I think he's got talent. I don't think there's any question. I think this I think this year actually retarded his development, put him back a notch. So I don't think there's going to be belief or strong belief in Sam Howell within that organization, regardless of who takes it over. And then the other thing is, you know, I mean. As you well know, um, you know you're you're selling hope to the organization by drafting a quarterback high. So 
just from that standpoint alone, Sam Howell's a fifth rounder. They're going to draft a quarterback. I also believe that Chicago is going to draft a quarterback. They are not going to go down the road, regardless of you know all the people on this station, you know, that were stomping their feet that they didn't take Justin Fields. They are moving off of Justin Fields. I I firmly believe that. Firmly believe. So those two spots are gone, which means are you going to be no who is picking third? New England. And New England They got Squishy uh, Mac. They got Squishy Zappy. Last seen beating Russell Wilson here in Denver. That would be the only team that you might be able to work up for. But if you did, then you would have to sit there and say, okay, is Jaden Daniels, is that, that's right, right? The kid from LSU? Yeah. Is that Sean, is that Sean Payton's guy? Because I'm assuming that you're going Caleb Williams and then Drake May. Probably. You're correct. Yes. yes. Now, if, if Belichick was still coaching New England, <laughs> I could correct. see Belichick saying, hey, listen, I'll trade with you. I don't want a quarterback. I want to take a guard here anyway. So, um, right. But the fact that they, even though they're keeping pretty much everybody there still, uh, very little turnover outside of, of Belichick, they're keeping everybody in-house, I still think that uh, they're going to go quarterback because, well, you know, same reason, right? New coach. Uh, more onus on the the owners now, and so the idea being you maybe draft the young quarterback that buys you hope, that buys you time. So we'll see. Hey, you mentioned Sam Howell. Let's say let's say Washington does stay put and drafts a quarterback. You you, you said Howell was ruined. He did throw for four thousand yards this season, threw for twenty one touchdowns, but he was intercepted twenty one times and sacked. Wow, this is astounding. He was sacked sixty five times. 65 times. Holy smokes. But do you think that it's one of those things that if they move on and draft a quarterback, does that kind of leave Howell in a position where, you know, it, it really doesn't fit for him to stay as, as some sort of backup? Is Sam Howell a Sean Payton type of guy? Yeah. Um, I don't like I I think he could be Mike I think there's there's a lot of things to like about Sam Howell but he's raw and he's young and and you know you just got him beat to a pulp this year um and I think that if you're Washington you would actually especially if you're a new coach and you're going to draft a quarterback you would he's only going into his third year you would like to convince him uh, he can't go anywhere but I think you would like to keep him as as a backup and continue to develop the guy, and maybe you know after another year, then maybe he develops a um, you know maybe he's, he develops a uh, a little bit more value than he would have right now on the open market. Meanwhile, for all the rusties out there, and we know you, we've been hearing from you. We we know who the rusties oh, yeah. are. A lot of oh, yeah. a lot of rusties uh, out there. More than I sure. thought there would be after what happened last year. But uh, for all the rusties. This is for you. Today is the nine-year anniversary of this. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Malcolm Butler, who almost made the phenomenal play that wound up in Percy's arms. There are flags on the field for a celebration. Amazing. See what happens when you let Russ cook? That's right. All yep. he had to do was give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. No. He was going to score. 
But no, we got to make Russ the hero. We got to make him a hero so we don't have to listen to all his handlers. (laughs) (laughs) I know, kind of a gratuitous cheap shot, but uh, hey, we always say we like snark on this show. Mm -hmm. We appreciate snark. Yeah. Believe in it. Believe in it. That is snark.